Hey, this is Carla. And this is Jasmine. And you're listening to Cracking, Cracking the, the Coconut, Coconut, where we tackle taboo conversations in the Filipino community by cracking one coconut at a time. beautiful people welcome back to cracking the coconut where we discuss all the weird shit that happens in the filipino community i am your host carla J, and hi my name is jasmine um, i'm back at it again i don't know why carla keeps you know inviting me here um as her co-host but hey i'll take it she gives me free coffee so. and then you blow up my bathroom <laughs> afterwards those coffee shits are no joke you know what happens you know what i'm saying what is it, like a diuretic yeah it's a natural diuretic so <laughs> It is what it is. Anyway, so besides poop, um, we've had a very interesting week. Uh, We had some amazing and very fun things happen with our podcast. Um, Things that have the potential to propel Cracking the Coconut into a limitless platform instead of just a podcast. Um, I'll leave it as is to just keep the mystery. But if there's anything substantial that we can share, we will do it. Just... All the good vibes, all the good vibes. <laughs> all the good vibes. You know, and thank you to everybody who's been listening to us, um, who's been joining us in these conversations, listening on Spotify, watching us on YouTube, and hopping on the comments. You know, we've been, we've been having a lot of really, really good comments on TikTok, on IG, and, you know, that's what we wanted. We wanted these conversations to be going and starting, and it's happening, mm-hmm. and it's really, really cool to see. So thank you to everybody who's been a part of that so far. We see you, and we love you for cracking these coconuts with us. A hundred percent. Thank you so much for joining us on this journey. Um, endlessly, we are so happy and so excited that a lot of people um, are here to support us and show their enthusiasm for cracking the coconut. And despite a couple of weird, you know, comments here and there, it's all good. It's whatever. We're here to to discuss and to open and if someone's upset let's talk about it mm-hmm. um but you know i'm really glad that we had some really exciting things happen with us over the week because some things personally in my life has been been going through some bullshit if you you know jasmine knows if you smell me if you smell me <laughs> Um, And all this bullshit kind of actually connects to today's episode, but without diving too much into it, but also being transparent, because if you know me or if there's one thing that I should uh, I want, I would tell people about me is that I try to be as transparent as possible when it comes to um, my career choice. I work in the music industry and I have my own platform on TikTok where I discuss things about the music industry and I give a lot of good vibes, good advice, and I try to inspire people to really go for what they want but I also like to be transparent and uh, tell people that sometimes the music industry can be pretty pretty toxic it's really hard it takes a special type of grit and tenacity to do the type of things we get to do and um, right now currently I'm dealing with some uh, it's uh, essentially what happened is that I found out that my male co-worker who has the same job title position as I do and is also being expected. I'm also being expected to do the same as he. We have the same expectations as far as our job title go. I found out that he's making $7,000 more than I am. Wow. Mm -hmm. A whole 7K? A whole 7K more. And it wasn't like... That ain't right. I feel really sus about the whole situation and it's a total, total bummer to find out. I'm to find out about all this, I'm still, you know, navigating through it and it really sucks. But I'm also hoping for the very best. I hope you get that paycheck, you know what I mean? No, seriously. And and not only the paycheck, I hope you you get that respect because you work really hard, you know, and that that shit ain't right. Is this another coconut? We have two coconuts. Yeah, these are no. So we'll discuss this coconut like (laughs) down the line because that's a whole different coconut to crack. But despite the bump in the road, it actually brings me to the coconut that we are cracking today. Jasmine, do you want to do the honors? Yeah, I would love to do the honors. I don't know what I thought. I was thinking, why did the first thought that came to my head was like hot dogs? (laughs) Ooh, makes me want to have a hot dog real bad. Bonus points if you know where that's from. 
so we've had conversations on colorism, the crab mentality, family expectations in the Filipino community. But today we decided to kind of switch it up and, and have a little more fun, you know, mm-hmm. like chill out. As you see, it's hoodie season at Cracking the Coconut. <laughs> so we want to be a little more um, chill and, and talk about something that we really, really enjoy. And um, that's that's fun. Uh, so as we've shared before, Carla and I have been in the entertainment industry for a few years now. And with that has come so many great experiences mm-hmm. and memories. So we thought that it would be fun to share our personal experiences uh, working in the industry. Yeah. So even though there's a lot of shitty moments like what I'm going through now, there's also a lot, a lot, a lot of fulfilling moments. Um, In previous episodes, I talked about how from a young age, I've always wanted to work in the entertainment industry, whether that was getting into theater, wanting to become a Disney Channel actress to becoming a writer and wanting to be a screenwriter and going to film school. You know, I've gotten into fights with my parents about my career choice, and I felt like half of my childhood into early adulthood has always been a constant struggle with my parents about what I want to do and despite coming home really excited about the things that I'm doing and winning awards and trying to live my best life my parents couldn't see that happiness and were still pushing me and trying to force me into medicine and mm. i i'm pretty sure i could be a good nurse if i applied myself but would that truly make me happy and want to get out of bed to go to work i had to navigate we both had to navigate this space as women of color and even though it was a difficult journey and it's still going to be difficult i'm really glad that i decided to pursue what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. and followed my dreams as opposed to doing what my filipino parents wanted me to do yeah meeting a celebrity a talent an influencer all that it can be really really exciting right Mm -hmm. but working in it too you can't get too excited you can't show this emotion um you know internally you might be screaming but outwardly you got to be really chill really professional and you got to keep your cool and let me tell you i've been across a lot of people who worked in the industry Mm -hmm. and (laughs) they have not kept their cool yeah you know you can't be showing that fan uh what is it like a fangirl fangirl moment yeah yeah in front of these people because they see that all the time yep you know and behind the scenes behind the camera it's like their safe space Mm -hmm. so you got to keep it cool and professional and um so we want to share a bunch of those stories that happen behind the scenes and kind of give you a little insider on not only um, these celebrity encounters and experiences, but just experience as ourselves uh, mm. working behind the scenes as yeah. two Filipino American girls. Yeah. <laughs> Carla, let's start off with you. All right. All right. What was your favorite celebrity encounter? Like the one that tops all the encounters that you've experienced in your career? Okay. So <sighs> Selena Gomez. That's big. I know. I feel like I'm colleaguing right now. <laughs> okay. So you need to explain to the people out there okay. who don't know what colleague means. Because okay. I didn't know what colleague mean. I don't even know if I'm saying it right. She she, kept, she keeps saying Khalid. So when I say colleague, she's, colleague, she's always like, oh, Khalid's here. <laughs> Khalid's can, in the building. Can we just talk? Can, can we just talk? talk? <laughs> I don't know the words. <laughs> Anyways, so kilig, if you don't know what it means, essentially it's a giddy or excited feeling you get in terms of love and romance. So say you're watching a say you're watching a romantic film or movie and the two Uh, main characters are about to kiss or they hold hands or the guy does something really cute or the girl does something really cute and you're like if you watch rom-coms with me i am i will scream cry cry i love the show love victor on hulu if you're not streaming it go ahead and watch it impeccable uh, it is amazing i love it and when the two characters are about to do their little thing i just uh it warms my heart and i get so excited and i am colleaguing now over selena gomez so (laughs) i actually met her twice and the first time was in 2015 she came into the radio station that i was working at called 97.1 amp radio they rebranded and now they're called 97.1 
now and it's located in Los Angeles and at the time I was only a promo assistant and if you don't know what that is a promo assistant is essentially a street team member it's the um, entry-level position it's part-time and it's minimum wage but it's a lot of fun and it's a great way to get your foot into door into the door so if you want to get into the music industry this might be one of the ways to do it anyways so I was killing it out on the streets and the thing about our promotions department is that in order to get the really cool responsibilities at big shows like being an uh, an artist escort or being side stage for things you have to kill it out on the on the streets in these events and so i was doing a really good job on and on top of that i was also every once in a while i get would get to help out with the digital department whether that's taping wires on the ground or bringing in um, backdrops to set up or whatever it was. I was just doing a good job. And so the social media manager for AMP worked it out with my boss to let me help out with the Selena Gomez shoot. And that girl is fucking beautiful. She is the nicest person. What you think of her, how she portrays herself in front of the camera and I know she's not giving her full on full authentic Selena in front of everyone because then she'd be showing her a whole entire self and what does she have for herself you know mm-hmm. but she is the sweetest kindest most beautiful soul out there she walked in wearing this beautiful burnt orange dress and hot cheetos in her hands and she had hot cheeto fingers you know the little dust the little residue (laughs) and she was joking about how she could just wipe it on her dress because match she also offered her hot cheetos to us which i thought that was sweet You, you know if she wiped her her cheeto hands on her dress it would probably be like Mean Girls, how they cut off like the boob part. Oh, and, yeah. Um, what's her Regina George's mm-hmm. uh, uh, undershirt or tank top. Uh-huh. And if Selena Gomez wiped her Cheeto hands on her dress like this, right? She That would probably show up the next day as a big ass trend. Probably, yeah. So Selena came in to do an interview with Carson Daly. If you grew up in the 90s, early 2000s, then you know who Carson Daly is. He is legendary, an icon, the host of TRL on MTV. He's doing some other shit with the voice right now, but host of TRL. And as someone who grew up watching MTV, like this, this was it huge thing for me to be able to work with Carson Daly Um, but what I was helping out with was actually her liners and if you don't know what liners are in radio they're basically on-air promo so something along the lines of like hey what's up this is Selena Gomez you're listening to 97.1 Amp Radio LA's new hit station something like that you'd hear on air and so while she was doing her little liners I got to help out with social media take a few photos on the phone and some little videos like that and so afterwards they're taking photos of her in front of the amp backdrop and that's when my social media manager asked selena hey is it okay if carla takes a photo with you because she's actually a really big fan my panties drop so fast i don't know where they are i still haven't found them i'm pretty sure they're still in la somewhere because i was not honestly i wasn't uh, expecting that. flaming hot cheeto fingertips <laughs> finger stains <laughs> like i wasn't expecting that i knew i was helping out with selena gomez but i just wanted to be in the room and to just help out and kind of see more behind the scenes because that was the first time i ever got to be in the same room while they're doing a celebrity interview or anything with an artist and so i just wanted to learn some more because that's actually where i what i wanted to do i wanted to be part of the digital Mm -hmm. department so i came up to selena gomez i said hi she told me i smelled good which is great because i was sweating balls i could have smelled like (laughs) onion dip (laughs) (laughs) and um i said thank you it's bath and body works and she's like i gotta love bath and body works and we went in for a hug and i'm gonna show the photo right now and if you're watching this you'll see the photo but if you're listening on spotify or any of our other streaming platforms i'll go ahead and put all the photos that we mentioned in the blog post for this episode so go ahead and check it out if you're interested in seeing that photo uh but yeah and then the second time was four years later selena came in to promote her new songs look at her now lose you to love me and this time 
Um, I was no longer a promo assistant. I was actually, I had moved up in the ranks and was a full-time video content producer. So it was pretty cool and kind of like a, the first time I met her, I was doing this with my career and she was doing that with her career. Mm. And then four years later, we have, we're on two like different yeah. frequencies, I guess. You both evolved since the first meeting. Yeah, definitely. And so after that interview, you know, the second time I got a photo with her again, she was stunning and she smelled great and beautiful and you know that's my selena gomez encounter i'm just gonna put it out into the universe that one day i will get to work with selena gomez i would love to be in the studio with her while she's doing music or maybe um taking her photos on the set of a music video or something and yeah so selena gomez or any of her team if you're listening or watching <laughs> hi i'm carla my portfolio is jcombacarla.com thanks <laughs> so what about you jess do you have any celebrity encounters or what's what's up all right, so I see we're starting off strong here in our celebrity encounters. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, all right, so I'm going to start with my Billie Eilish story. Ooh, Billie Eilish! Yes. Okay. So I met Billie Eilish uh, working as a t her talent escort um, at the K-Rock Almost Acoustic Christmas in 2018. Mm -hmm. uh, what it is is um, it's a station-hosted event that was held at the time. I think it was at the Forum and it's like a two-day festival with all these different what like rock alternative mm -hmm. bands um and it's a cool cool big event um and you know at the time at the time i heard of her mm -hmm. but i didn't listen to her music and you know from from just first glance at like her her photos and you know when when media hypes up an artist mm -hmm. i don't always give them like my ear because i feel like i can't really trust media to to have good taste there's so many artists out there who are young and um kind of gimmicky especially mm -hmm. in their clothing their sound their personalities um but man i was wrong about billy eilish yeah billy eilish is legit and you know, even though Mike Shinoda, Bastille, 30 mm -hmm. Seconds to Mars um, were performing at the, the festival that weekend, you know, she was probably one of the most anticipated acts all weekend. Yep. And so I get introduced to Billy and her team. Um, I go into the dressing room and her manager introduces me to her and her mom. Also, I want to say that her mom is actually real cool mm -hmm. and that she's a big part of why, you know, Billy is so grounded and um, it's because her mom's by her side and she's like, you know, plays that momager role, but she's not mm -hmm. like a crazy momager who's controlling. Um, I forgot what the conversation was, but I remember there was a moment where I think her team was kind of questioning, should Billy do this at the show? Should she maybe do this song or wear this item? I can't remember. But her mom was pretty much like, you know what? Billy's going to do what she wants. And like, I trust that. So I thought that was really cool mm -hmm. that, um, you know, she didn't force her to to do what she wanted. Mm -hmm. But she gave Billy that freedom as an artist and as mm -hmm. a person to decide. Um, and, you know, that could also relate back to our like family expectations yeah. thing, you know, that we've talked about. Like, you got to really trust your kids out there on on. Mm -hmm. you know how they're going to come come across to the world um and that's all based on your upbringing of your child yeah but you know back to billy uh because that's what y'all want to hear right um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so billy's out there she's looking real cool she got these dope shades on mm -hmm. and some really cool kicks she's all fitted out she looks fire um and despite the look though i could tell that she was really really nervous and I feel like I'm pretty good at reading people, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and feeling their vibe out, even if I don't know them. But I could like sense that in the room. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and in my head, I always thought that maybe she thought that she didn't really think that she belonged there mm -hmm. and that, you know, I really wanted to tell her, like, nah, girl, you got this. You're here for a reason. Mm -hmm. uh, you're here to perform this weekend at the forum for a reason so we're going to the stage and she had this speaker backpack mm -hmm. um and it was like i swear to, i swear to you it felt like we were going um to the stage the ring in a boxing match uh-huh and uh <laughs> it was it was crazy she was playing some rap song i don't know what song it was but it was like she's hooded up we're walking like down the hallway <laughs> <laughs> you know ready for this big moment mm -hmm. for her and it was cool i thought it was uh you know she's just setting her vibe setting mm -hmm. her tone and that's what she needed to to prep herself for this big moment for herself um you know she killed that shit i remember when she performed uh, her song you should see me in a crown like the bass drop like it hits you yeah know? and it was just like so cool to see her um 
you know, her young self, I think at the time she was like 16 yeah. and her to have this presence and this, this energy about herself, uh, it was great. And, um, you know, at that moment, um, you know, in that span of time working with her and her team, her team was great to work with, very professional, very, very well, well, um, very well-rounded team um, that Billie Eilish has around her. Um, and I became a supporter and a fan. And it's been really cool to see her go from, you know, that moment to where she is now. She's a worldwide star. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I want to let y'all know that Billie Eilish is not a damn fad. She is the real deal. And she's been here before and she's going to be here for a long, long time. Yeah, no, 100 percent. Billie is like she's a superstar for sure. And speaking of her, when you're working in the industry, sometimes you get desensitized to seeing artists working in radio, especially it's common to see artists. Uh, get shuffled in and out of the building um, in our particular building alone because we had seven different radio stations. So after working for a while, you become more focused on your task rather than bumping into celebrities, which, you know, is a good thing because as Jazz mentioned earlier before, um, you want to be professional at all times because you want to make sure the artists are in a really comfortable setting for them to do their job. And then you want to do their job too. I've seen like really really tacky shit happen uh, while working in radio and it's not a fucking cute look. But um, so actually one day uh, was walking into the station, turned the hallway, turned into the hall and I see Billy and Billy is heading towards me. Um, she's going to the bathroom and I don't even know or I knew it was her, but it didn't really hit me that it was actually Billie Eilish. I saw her label rep first and I go to him and I say hi, like, because he's come in before with other artists. So I see him and I'm, I tell him, hi, how you doing? And, you know, do small talk before I'm heading up to the office. And when I'm heading towards the main lobby of the radio station, I see more people in the hallway. And then I kind of like, it kind of hit me and I put two and two together. I was like, I think that was Billie Eilish. And then I was right because um, a couple of crew members were out because they were shooting the Billie Eilish interview for, I think she was here for K-Rock. So if you don't know Billie Eilish, every single year she does these interviews for Vanity Fair, um, where they ask her the same exact questions to kind of show a progression of who she is as a person and an artist. And they kind of show what she did the year prior what she said the year prior and they show her clip of her now answering that same question and I remember in one of them it was either uh, 2019 or 2020 I'm going to look for the clip and I'm going to stick it in the blog post but she mentions about a radio show she was doing and I feel like she was talking about the K-Rock show and then for you to say your story and really corroborate what she's saying in the Fanity Fair interview, I'm pretty sure she was talking about that K-Rock one. So Billy, if you so happen to come across Cracking the Coconut, watching these two Filipino girls talking about cracking nuts, <laughs> I just want you to know that when I met you, I had a feeling that you were nervous and you maybe wondered what the fuck you were doing at this, this uh, festival. Um, and I didn't want to feel like I was overstepping. And so I didn't tell you at the time, but here it is. You were exactly where you needed to be and you belonged on that stage. You and your team are some of the best people that I've ever come across in this industry. And you kill that shit. You fucking kill that shit. You know, this industry is a lot of fun, right? And it's rewarding, but it's really, really not that easy. Uh, learning and growing is, is needed to really advance in this field and to shine above all the rest. Um, you know, did, did you have any moments that where you experienced imposter syndrome? Um, and to clarify, imposter syndrome is, is the experience of, of like you don't belong there and that you came across this opportunity simply by luck and not really your skill or what you can offer. Um, so when you find yourself in these spaces uh, with some of the biggest artists and names out there, it can be really, really overwhelming. Yes, I do deal with imposter syndrome including now while working on Cracking the Coconut, because usually I'm I'm the one behind the camera. I'm the one getting all the behind the scenes stuff and making sure the artist, celebrity, whoever is in front of the lens, it looks looks best in whatever light we're trying to portray them in. And now I'm in front of the camera, so it's like really weird. Even though I have my own platforms, this time it feels really different. 
it hmm. in a sense and I can't really explain it but yes do deal with imposter uh, syndrome you know sometimes I forget that we even have a podcast uh, because you know we're not constantly staring at ourselves on YouTube or listening to ourselves on a podcast platform um i guess it's because we're so used to producing behind the scenes like you said and you know we're constantly working behind the scenes with cracking the coconut that it's not really much of a change as as Mm -hmm. what we've we've been before producing um that being you know and also being on camera is only a small fraction of the work that we actually do Mm -hmm. um you know i've personally experienced imposter syndrome but i feel like it's more so fueled me to be in these positions that I've allowed myself to be in. Uh, you know, I've thought like, wow, you know, I I can't believe I'm actually here. Um, and how did I even get here? Like, really, do, do you ever think about that? Like, how did you even get to the place that you are today? Despite your hard work, but you had to like really maneuver yourself mm-hmm. through like spaces that were unknown. You know what I'm saying? I'm pretty sure aliens just <laughs> plucked us and then dropped us. <laughs> like, here you go. <laughs> it looks like the claw from Toy Story. <laughs> what is what is this? Uh. <laughs> Pusset. What, what is this? I don't know. Opposite. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I was being hypnotized <laughs> by the squid. Pussytized. Pusset. Oh. Pussetized. <laughs> Pusit is squid, if you don't know. And opposite. My mom taught me that joke. Oh my I God. thought it was always dumb, it's but a, I love it. It's a mom joke. It's a mom joke. Filipino mom joke. Um, but yeah, so when you're in this huge venue with thousands of people, a walkie-talkie attached to your pants, surrounded by celebrities and a bunch of different powerful people, it can feel super, super intimidating. But I've seen Jasmine work incredibly hard at these events. She's one of the reasons why these events even happen. She's one of the reasons why these events run smoothly, why the crew is fed, why artists have a good time. And she's also one of the reasons why you as an audience member have an even better time at these huge shows. But to answer your question, um, I've definitely had imposter syndrome while working in the industry. This story happened in 2019. I was working a freelance gig with WB Records and it was for a pre-Grammy show. And this was a gig that I was doing outside of radio. So this was something completely different. So this event happened at the Hotel Figueroa in downtown LA. And it was filled to the brim with very important people in the industry. Plus our celebrity guests, BB Rexa and Dan and Shay. Artists that I love, Dan and Shay. If you're listening to this, play my wedding. That's... (laughs) Thanks. Anyways, so I felt really nervous and I felt like I I truly felt that I didn't belong because for the first time I was outside of my comfort zone in the in the realm of the music industry because I was just so used to doing things with radio and working with the crew that I have, but this time I was in a building with only with only one person that I actually knew who was the reason why I had the gig and it kind of aided to that imposter syndrome because was I there because I was actually a good photographer and my Mm -hmm. friend had vetted me or was I there only because my friend knew me and it didn't matter if I had Mm -hmm. talent or not like oh I know photographer let's let's just put her in like am I actually good but I kind of had to convince myself throughout the night that I belong there I knew what the fuck I was doing and that I better network my ass off with these little industry professionals but everyone was so nice despite being surrounded by really powerful people who had the had the power to make or break some of these artists they were all really kind very nice and I mean they could have been fake but Mm Even if they were fake, it just made me feel better because I wasn't getting yelled at or being... I, I, I didn't feel like I was being belittled at all, so... Yeah. Did you think as you're, sh- as you're shooting this event um, that people looked at you different because you're this small Filipino girl with a camera? I don't think I noticed. I think I was so focused on doing my job and make sure I was getting a ton of different photos during this event that I wasn't really paying attention to how people were looking at me but if people thought anything different of me because i'm just this little filipino girl running around with a camera then it is what it is i was just so focused on the task and 
doing this job and trying to do it really well and trying to impress them because if this worked out then maybe i could do more events with wb records or maybe i could be invited the very next year yeah yeah i think like honestly when i see you work i think one of the cool things is it's easy to spot you, you know, <laughs> not just because your hair, um, you know, but like because you're also different than all the other photographers there. And it adds flavor, it adds character, adds personality. You know, you don't look up, look like a boring um, photographer who just shoots uh, concerts every day and hates their life because there are people out there who oh, are yeah. constantly shooting shows and events and things like that and they really don't like what the fuck they're doing yeah but you know with you i definitely see that you love it and that's really cool to see mm, thank you i do love it and yeah like side note about the people so this is a side story but i was shooting g easy at the five point amphitheater in irvine which is an outdoor amphitheater and I was surrounded by people who were working for these really big publications like Getty or whatever. And they were these just these old white guys that were complaining about shooting GEZ. They were just like, you know, I don't want to be here. Like, I can't believe I got this assignment and just all this other stuff. And they're getting paid to be there. A lot of the times what people don't realize is there are a lot of photographers in the pit shooting shows for free. They are not getting paid. So they're just doing it on their own time for experience exposure to gain experience and because they're shooting their favorite artists like GEZ is one of my favorites so getting to shoot him was a dream come true and I was just kind of standing there listening to these guys in absolute like I was just so not disgusted I just felt really weird because Mm -hmm. there's people here in this pit who actually want to be here who want to have your job and travel to different shows and shoot them and get paid and the fact that you're out here complaining about it like I get if concert photography is not your thing maybe you would rather be shooting sports but (laughs) there's someone who always wants what you have yeah I think the really sad part about that is there's so many talent like really really talented people out there who are dying and wanting these opportunities Mm -hmm. but you really have these people um, who are have probably had you know photography careers for over 40 years 30 years taking these spots who Mm. don't even want these spots and you know this is another crackanut 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 (laughs) (laughs) wow i just made up a word (laughs) another coconut this is another coconut that we you know that probably we can crack in the future where Mm -hmm. you know how can it change how can the industry and, and creative industry change to you know to really put shine on on artists and people who love to, to create know how to create and can carry that passion throughout their careers 100 mm-hmm. percent um but yeah so that was like an incident of imposter syndrome for me i mean i've had a ton of different moments but that was one that really stuck out with me and i got to go home with this really nice sweater it's hard to tell but it has a little grammy on the sleeve it has warner brother records right here the date of the event and all the artists on their um you know on their lineup in the back so it was cool i got to go home with a little bit of swag and money and stuff for my (laughs) portfolio so win 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 You know, Carla, you've had your fair share of really, really cool independent gigs. And, you know, you never know who's paying attention to your skills and the impact that you're making on a day to day. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always important to do your best and really allow yourself to shine. You know, so check out Carla's shit. She has some really dope work on jcomacarla.com. jcomacarla.com. She creates some of the best recap videos that I personally ever seen. I'm not being biased. Um, so, you know, hit her up if you need some good editing work. You know, if you need to get that reel checked out, hit her up. Thank you for the plug. I will give you your coffee and your $50 and um, some head later. Thank you. Some what? Um, to get ahead. Uh, to give you the push so you could get ahead in your career. Thank you. Appreciate it. No problem. (laughs) But no, seriously, thank you for the plug. I really appreciate it. But what about you? So I talked about Selena Gomez. I talked about Dan and Shay, who I adore. And Billy is someone that gained your respect after the fact that you worked with her. Mm -hmm. But was there an artist where you got to work with that you already loved? Ooh, you already know. Okay, so anybody who knows me knows I'm an R&B girl, R&B vibes always. So working with this artist was a great, great honor. Um, You know, let's make this fun, right? And and let's see if if you can figure out who I'm talking about. Okay. 
So she can play five instruments, the acoustic guitar, electric guitar, bass guitar, piano, and the drums. When she dropped her EPs, Mm -hmm. no one knew who she was. Okay. And she has won four Grammys. Um, is it Frank Ocean? You know, I wish it was Frank. You don't know how bad I wish it was Frank, but I think Frank has only won two Grammys. Really? Surprisingly. Surprisingly. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> okay. But no, seriously, I, I knew it was not Frank Ocean because he kept saying she. Um, <laughs> so I already know it's R&B princess, our Filipino sister from the Bay Area, her, her. H. E R all caps H dot E dot R dot her shout out Brianna <laughs> Sweet color. yeah so I had the opportunity actually Carla was there too but you know we had the opportunity to work to work with her and this was one of my career highlights for sure so in about a week myself along with my lead my right hand Monica shout out to you uh, we had to coordinate this show with her and we had to do everything from location scouting Mm -hmm. to coordinating with her team the logistics all that um and we had to do this in a week people got to know it's not all fun and games coordinating these events Mm -hmm. you know and as a two-woman team you know with monica and i we did have our challenges especially having to seemingly prove to our male boss every single fucking day that we were good enough to even handle this responsibility Mm -hmm. and let me tell you we didn't have to prove shit because all the proof was in the pudding all the proof was in the work that we put out there and the success of these events you know sometimes people don't take you seriously because of your age because your gender Mm -hmm. or how you carry yourself even the way you look um and and that's always a challenge that as a, as a coordinator as a you know a, a woman you know in a male dominated industry they always got to check that you're doing something you're doing it right but let me tell you we got it mm-hmm. <laughs> so we ended up booking the hotel cafe for her performance and you know at the hotel cafe there's been a lot of like performers who have been there who are very notable like mac miller john mayer um and we wanted it to be really special and and personal you know because r&b is a very intimate genre Mm -hmm. and um you know a lot of artists they're so used to these big venues that it's like a big box of yes it's cool to be around thousands of fans but it's also a really personal deep experience when you could have it be a smaller setting and that's what we wanted um to experience for not only the fans but for her and her team as well mm-hmm. and let me tell you her and her team they're so great to work with and I'm not even just saying that you know they're very professional and they're so 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 talented you know and they, and they love each other like I remember I actually spoke with her uh, her background singers and I was letting them know be like yo I really like you guys like I could see from the, the times I've seen them perform like the way you look at each other the way you um you look at her and that 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 chemistry that communication that non-verbal communication like it just shows that you love to sing you love to perform and you absolutely adore the talents that are around you so I think that's what makes their team really really strong and there's a respect there because it's not just business but it's actual the art taking over um, this space and being the leader so at the end of the night this event at the hotel cafe turned out to be really really successful everybody had a great time and let me tell you R&B is not dead mm-hmm. Be- because of her R&B is not dead and a whole bunch of artists that have come out in the past few years um, and you know seeing her have a successful career and just grow and evolve as a as an artist and as a person it's great and the fact that she's also Filipino like mm-hmm. you know when I was watching her perform I always think like damn you know like that's a Filipino up there getting the sh- getting the shine and, and, and attention and recognition that she deserves mm-hmm. and man good shit (laughs) so yeah no that was a great show i remember i was camera two on that show i was in the back myself and my camera on a riser and i was just grooving with her so much so that (laughs) my camera kind of slipped 
down a little bit and all i hear in my headset is my boss going carla are you okay your camera's kind of slipping and i'm like oh fuck i'm so sorry <laughs> she's like i'm sorry i was uh seeing best part and harmonizing <laughs> yeah <laughs> um but speaking of really amazing bay area filipinos uh this is a quick story on Saweetie. She came in for an interview with 97.1 Amp Radio and she is fucking fire. She is so sweet. Her clothes are amazing. She's sweet. Sweet. <laughs> she is she's really beautiful. Like she is like gorgeous. And you can just see that those Filipino features in her and I'm just like Hi, sister. <laughs> Hi, I'm your long lost cousin. Uh, but no, she's really great. And her team's really nice, which actually makes it really easy for us when the teams are mm. easy. Because sometimes the artists are really great and really fun. But sometimes their teams are a little bit more um, intense in that yeah. sense. And they don't allow you to do the things you want to do. And not that we're trying to take advantage of these artists, but there's certain things that will make our job easier if we could just communicate. And some artist teams are just kind of like, eh. A little high you know, strung. A little and, high strung. And, and tighten up the, the leash a little bit. Yeah, for sure. But Saweetie was really great. And it was, it was a good it was a good interview. And I'm going to manifest this one as well. Put it out into the, into the universe. Speak it into existence. I'm waving some fairy dust. I'm doing <laughs> some fucking magic right here. But I hope that one day we and Cracking the Coconut gets to work with Saweetie one day. Yeah. Uh, Saweetie, if you're watching this, we love you. You are are my time so <laughs> uh but yeah so we've been in the presence of a lot of our favorite artists but what's actually really cool is that we've been in the presence of other people's artists and you don't realize how uh cool that is when you mention like oh yeah i've worked with so and so and then you just see their light eyes lit up light up and they're like what yeah mm -hmm. it's like it's fun and it's cool so uh someone that i've been in the presence with and have worked with is bts if you don't know who bts you're living under a rock bts did an interview at a hotel near universal studios in los angeles and I was one of the videographers. It was me and one other, uh, my boss, doing this. They have the team that is intense. And as mentioned, mm -hmm. if the team's hard to work with, then it kind of makes the job a little harder. And the thing about BTS is, even though I'm not like the biggest K-pop fan, I can really appreciate them. They have great music. And I have my fair share of favorite songs from BTS, uh, Blackpink, 17, EXO, and all that. Uh, so I can really, really appreciate why they're so popular and they make really good music. Um, and so I can see why globally they're so popular and why their fan base is so huge. And I love that type of dedication. It's fucking beautiful. Um, but this interview with 97.1 Amp Radio, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of work. But like I said, their team's really intense. So I was on one of the side cameras and my job as a videographer for these interviews is trying to get the best angle and because they're a huge group in my head i wanted to shoot like a fangirl i've been a fangirl of a ton of different artists and boy bands throughout my life and so i was thinking okay what does the bts army want to see oh i know really good close-ups of their favorites so they can pull these clips and make little gifts out of them. I was thinking from the heart of a fangirl, what does BTS ARMY want? And so I wanted to do really nice panning of all the guys and then even get close up of each one of them. So if someone was talking or if someone was smiling or laughing or doing something cute off to the side, I wanted my camera to capture that and edit it into the thing. But there was one person on the team who was standing like really close next to me and watching my viewfinder all the time. And every time I would try to pan or show a close up for a little bit, she would correct me and tell me to like, oh no, like you need to zoom out and leave it open. And it wasn't like I could have a conversation with her because the cameras were rolling, they had microphones, there's a possibility my voice could pick it up. I couldn't really talk to her. And also there's also that um, language barrier. She speaks Korean. I'm I think she speaks, she spoke a little English because she went 
she was telling me she was speaking in English, but also I don't speak Korean at all, so I wish I could have told her in Korean, hey, like, this is what I'm doing. Like, I'm going to make the boys look good, yeah, don't worry. Like, yeah, like, don't worry, like, I'm going to make the boys look good. Like, it's not my intention to mm-hmm. make sure one person has more screen time than the other. Like, I want to give them, like, a really good, mm. a really good interview, but that's something I couldn't convey because yeah. we were already rolling, and it was so... I'm going to put the interview in the blog post and you'll see if you watch it that I think the first three minutes only or two minutes, you can see the trying the pan and all that stuff. And then after that, my camera is static. So it's just staying there and not moving whatsoever. And so you get two of the same shots. Just one is full on and one is more off to the side. So it's just kind of sad in that sense. Mm. But I mean, BTS, they're huge, huge huge stars i've seen them perform live at the billboard music awards and i understand why their team is really intense they only want what's best for the boys i would think so yeah i get it but um i think it's a really cool experience to uh be with bts and they're really nice guys they come in they say hi and then after the whole interview was done, one of them handed me the microphone and I wish I knew who it was. So I can say, oh, yeah, it was Jimin or J-Hope who was the one was the really nice one that gave me the microphone. But I don't remember. Maybe I'll do a screen grab and like circle the person who was holding the mic because I remember. And then you could tell me who it is. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a, it was pretty cool experience to work with some like these really big K-pop artists. So we also worked with Monster X, you know, another mm-hmm. really, really big K-pop band. And what I noticed about them as well is they're very particular in the way they do things. And I'm not going to say they're difficult because they're not difficult. They're just a very well-oiled machine and they're very... Um, careful and strategic in the way they Mm -hmm. do things and that's also a part of why they're so successful that i believe you know um because they 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 know what they want and they know they how they want to do it so here's a little funny story of when we worked with monster x so they we had another uh, private performance at the station Mm -hmm. and their team so you get writers for artists which is pretty much what they want to eat for the day they need towels if Mm -hmm. they need you know a steam a steamer all that good stuff you need in a uh what's it called a dressing room maybe we'll do a part two to this episode and talk about some other celebrity encounters and talk about some of the things on some of these artist writers because we've seen a lot real quick teaser i had to buy underwear for martin garrix (laughs) (laughs) but anyway anyways wait what color i think i bought him some whites yeah some tidy whities some tidy whities uh so with monster x this team bought a shit ton of chick-fil-a like chicken sandwiches and they bought a whole lot of americanos yeah so at the end of the day all of this Chick-fil-A, all of these Americanos that, you know, our team had bought for them, mm-hmm. it was left over. Oh. So best believe that the team, I don't eat chicken, but best believe the team got all the waffle fries, the chicken sandwiches, mm-hmm. and Americanos. Yes. I remember walking, um, like, back in the like this little back area and everyone's like carla do you want chick-fil-a i'm like no but i'll take some fucking french fries (laughs) um but that's i think another fun side perk is whenever there's uh shows and there's writers and if artists leave things in their dressing room best believe that we will be taking (laughs) we've taken it we got Um, dinner and lunch dinner and lunch i remember at one show it was amplified in 2017 i believe david Guetta performed and because we do a sweep after the end of show we go through make sure all the dressing rooms are clear and make sure if there's any leftover untouched things we take those back with us because that's money also and david Guetta didn't drink any of his beer apparently he doesn't drink so maybe that was all the beer was for his crew and so we just took all of that unopened beer and all that stuff geez left these strips of um, swishers <laughs> no, he left um, uh, sour candy strips, mm. and those are my favorite candy. So I took those for myself. <laughs> um, Charlie Puth left some Oreos. Like, there's a ton of stories there that we could probably leave for, for another, part time. another time. <laughs> so K-pop fans are absolutely wild, and I love it. I'm here for it <laughs> because I'm a fan girl. And there's a negative connotation behind the word fan girl, as if girls or women in general aren't 
smart or intelligent or have good taste enough so whenever they're like oh she's just a fangirl mm-hmm. it's like blown off as if she has no talent or an opinion or whatever but like girls we're fucking awesome and we run this fucking world so i mm-hmm. love fangirls um but so one of the groups that I've been a huge fan of since 2006-ish has been the Jonas Brothers. I love them with all my heart. They are love, love, love them. And so for those that don't know, Jonas Brothers, they took um, a hiatus and they kind of disbanded for a little bit. And then in 2019, they decided to have a comeback and they came into the radio station 97.1 app for an interview to promote their latest single. And I was one of the videographers. And when I found out that they were coming in and that I was helping, it was literally last minute. I was I went into my boss's office and say, hey, I'm leaving for the night. And he was like, oh, come in here real quick. And I was like, okay, like, what's up? He's like, you know, you have to come in tomorrow morning really early. We have an artist coming in. I'm like, okay, for sure. And then he told me it's the Jonas Brothers. And once again, panties were gone. I don't know where they are. They probably walked up and joined Selena Gomez panties too. (laughs) But... Yeah, so they came in for the interview in the morning. It was so much fun. I kind of blacked out because I was so focused on getting the shot and having a really good interview because now it was my turn as a fangirl videographer to make sure I was giving the Jonas Brothers fan like so, like a really good solid interview with a bunch a bunch of dynamic shots and all that stuff so it was a lot of fun and then afterwards i got to meet the boys and have a photo i did ask the morning of if i could get a photo with the jonas brothers but i same thing you got to be professional and your Mm. job is to get the job done not to meet celebrities Mm -hmm. anyways so it was just a lot of fun I, I blacked out I still kind of don't remember I think I told them like I love their new music and like I, I was a fan for such a long time and I took a photo and yeah that was your panties on the floor yes and then later in the year they actually performed at the one of the radio stations like bigger shows called we can survive at the hollywood bowl and i actually got to photograph them too in the pit so it was a really nice full circle moment because in high school like i loved them and then there were times where i used to get bullied for liking the jonas Mm. brothers and now i was able to really elevate and go on this crazy journey to find myself back within the realm of Jonas Brothers. And so I thought that was a really nice full full circle moment. And I will forever be grateful for that. We have had so many great memories in this field, meeting people and networking. um, But I think the best part about sharing this is that, you know, without stepping out of the box, we wouldn't have gain this experience Mm -hmm. you know if we let our families the naysayers society hold us back we wouldn't even be here not even here doing this podcast yeah with that i'd say do what brings you happiness and joy whether it's something small or big you know do what really really makes your heart smile absolutely whether it's a teacher a photographer whether you want to be a nurse or maybe you want to be an office hoe and have a really dope cubicle and live that nine to five life that is all you boo do it and only do it if you absolutely want to and whatever you decide to do with your career path make sure you go out there and do it with confidence and pure authenticity and yeah just do it with a big huge passion and big heart and yeah so uh so tell us what is it that you want to do let us know on social media we are on facebook and instagram at cracking the coconut as well as twitter and tiktok at cracking the cocoa and if you have the time go check out our website crackingthecoconut.com. Mm-hmm. we have all of our websites there also our um, episode posts that kind of go back and, and explain a little more about what each episode is about what has inspired it um yeah leave us a message leave us some comments we love the comments yeah. whether you agree with us or you really really don't agree with us talk to us and that's all we want so we can get this conversation rolling and rolling and rolling mm-hmm. roll it roll it roll it everybody get your roll on everybody you know? two types of people <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah um, join the conversation and we will see everybody in the next episode peace Bye, peace